everybody. We're back. Happy New Year. 2018. We made it. We made it, guys. Not just us. All of us. The whole world. So yeah, we're, we're still here. Humans. Humans. We're still here. Not for long. Mm-hmm. But the, Enjoy it while you enjoy can. Enjoy it while you can, guys. End of days. <laughs> So welcome to 2018. Welcome to 2018, episode 401. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. Welcome to the Comedy Film Nerds podcast. We will be talking about a lot of movies, uh, especially today because uh, we uh, we took last week off and we had our thank you episode. So we're going to be going over Downsizing, Coco, I, Tanya, and Jumanji. So we've got a lot to wow. talk about. We and saw a lot of movies over the break. We did, and there'll be even, you know, now that we're uh, we're getting front-loaded into Oscar season, so we'll be talking about a lot of the Oscar movies in the next coming weeks as well. Um, we're going to do a little special uh, for the Patreon $5 level and up, uh, a little you know, it's kind of wrap-up of the Golden Globes episode. That'll be on Patreon later this week. Yes. So uh, if you watch the Golden Globes. Got some stuff to say about the Golden Globes. Yeah, yeah. Rich people patting themselves on the back. So. uh, (laughs) um, No, that's the Oscars. Oh, no, wait. No, no, that's both. That's both. That's both. Uh, (laughs) um, And uh, we were going to have a guest today, but John Reap's garage flooded because it just started raining in L.A. Yeah, which, uh, you know, is also. As dangerous as, you know, like, I don't know if you guys know this, though, our weather is very uh, um, uh, difficult. Apocalyptic. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, apocalyptic. Like, like, because we had the fires, the rain is now causing more trouble with mudslides. Yeah, so, so. it's sort of an awful cycle. We, we, we have all this drought and then the fires, and so then there's all this burnt land, and then the rains come, and then there's mudslides, so it's a whole thing. Yeah, nature can't get the timing right. Like no. right when the fires happened, that would have been a better time for rain. <laughs> yeah, this is nature's fault. It's, <laughs> this is not uh, mankind's overproduction of the planet and climate change. No, no. it's not that at all. Nature really <clears throat> needs to, she needs to get you know, it together. step it up. Yeah, she does. How about start yeah. raining when the fires come? Yeah, come on. It's, it's, you know, you see them. You know they're <laughs> you, you know they're there. You're standing right yeah. there. Yeah, just rain more in the, in the appropriate times. Yeah, I know. Um. So let's, uh, you know what, we, uh, there, we've got so much to talk about. Um, one of the things we want to mention, too, is uh, we're going to be redoing the Patreon. We're going to be looking at it. We're going to maybe uh, be re, uh, retweaking some of the tiers, mm-hmm. uh, maybe adding or deleting. We don't know yet. We want to take a look at it. But uh, for those of you that haven't uh, jumped on the Patreon bandwagon yet, um, give us a couple of days and then uh, check it out again. Yeah, we want to we want to put some more some more content and and stuff out there. We've sort of looked at what you guys have really responded to and 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 what you want, what you want and what you don't want, and um, we're gonna we're gonna kind of revamp it a little bit. Not gonna be a mm-hmm. complete overhaul. The tiers that no. already that are already working and people are liking, we're gonna do those. Right, keep doing those, we might. No, no, we're gonna take away everything that you guys like. <laughs> we're gonna be so <laughs> dumb. We're gonna make it awful. We're yeah. gonna ruin it. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna everything you like, and we're, we're gonna add things you don't want. You don't think you don't want, and then act bewildered when you get mad. Yeah, <laughs> like any good corporation. That's we want to be a bigger yeah. company, so we want to do yeah, all the so dumb we, things that big yeah. companies. So we do. have to start acting like a big corporation if we want to be a big corporation. Really stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, do offensive, awful things, and then release really. Um, and uh, then have terrible customer service. We're awful customer service, and then release just press, re- you know, press releases that are. Really patronizing and just bullshit platitudes. Well, that's not our company's mission to... And pretend it's an apology when it really isn't. When it really isn't. It's just something the legal department cooked up. Right. So big things for 2018, Yeah, yeah. We've we've all got those in the pipeline. (laughs) 
So, so first thing in the pipeline, let's talk about downsizing. Sure. Now, let's 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 start by saying, I was really fired up about this mm-hmm. movie. I was really excited about it. I love the premise. I love the filmmakers. I love Matt Damon, and I even liked, even though the first two trailers we saw were very different, with one of them just kind of introducing the world, the other one showing that you know. Uh, Matt Damon's character went through the downsizing process and his wife chickened out and how he rebuilds his life. I enjoyed both trailers, even though they showed me two different movies. The movie I ultimately saw was neither of those films. I'm not sure what happened to this movie, but uh, I went in really wanting to like it, and uh, I was nodding off towards the end of the two and hour and 15 minute and change runtime. And it really just meandered and didn't go anywhere, and I was really disappointed in this film, uh, as apparently so were was the studio. Uh, when you look at um, it's Alexander Payne's most expensive project to date, costing somewhere between sixty-five and ninety million dollars. Its opening weekend it took in less than nine million at the U.S. box office. Um, you know. Uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna do a spoiler up for this too. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll get into more details then. I actually, it's funny. I think because I, I saw it yesterday, mm-hmm. and I think because it's sort of been out a while. I did that thing of I saw it later in the run, so I heard a lot of like, ah, oh, I wasn't fired up, and a lot of people kind of right. were disappointed. I heard a lot of that, so I went and I kind of really liked it. Oh really? So, oh interesting. There's some uneven parts to it for sure, mm-hmm. but I just maybe. Now, see, I didn't hear any of that going in. I was, I still had went in like, uh, oh, I don't know. I think it's still going to be good. I didn't hear negative things about it. There were some uneven parts to it for sure, but yeah. I must say that I liked the message. That now, none of this is in the trailer, and you're absolutely right. The two mm-hmm. trailers are very different, and as you said, neither one of them are the actual <laughs> yeah. movie that we saw. So we'll go into more of that in the spoiler yeah. rep. But so I can see how. That would be jarring enough for you and many other people, other friends of mine who are just like, what? Yeah. Um, I like this as I become more of a progressive and a socialist. I like the message of this movie. <laughs> I like it shows class warfare. It shows racism. Um, it environmental sh- disaster. Environmental disaster. It shows the way. It gets deep into it, too. It gets really deep into mm-hmm. it. It gets deep into the environmental, uh, well, the the wage inequities that we have in America. Mm-hmm. Um you know, that are really highlighted by rich assholes at the Golden Globes. But I, uh, <laughs> you know, and then I saw an interview with, with Hong Chow, who plays his the, the woman, the Vietnamese uh, woman in the film. The cleaning lady. The cleaning lady. Slash, who's uh, barely activist. in any... <laughs> any of the trailers. You'd never know she was she's in the She's in half film. the movie. Yeah, yeah. So... She's she's supporting. She's a supporting she, yeah. actor, like, mm-hmm. for sure. She, she needs, first of all, she needs to get a nomination. She has some scenes in there that are really well, good. She didn't get in the trailer. She's not going to get a nomination. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she's not a white woman. So it's all about, yay, let's, it's all this like, we need to support women, which is great, but it's really just rich women get making sure white women. I would, lo- <laughs> I would love to know like the, the, just the thinking behind cutting those two trailers and like eliminating her from them because it makes no sense. It makes. Because she's literally, she's half the film. And the thing she said in this interview, she goes, I really liked her character. I like how it was written, and she's an amazing actress. And one of the things she's, she goes, what drew me to this is so it's so rare for Asian women in a, an American movie to be three-dimensional people that are very complex and go through all these different emotions. And um, when we first see her, she's introduced to us just like 
the Asian woman cleaner we've seen right. a million times. I clean house now, right? right? So mm-hmm. it's all of that. But then you start to see like who she is and she's an activist and what she's, and she says these lines like- um, She lost her leg. She lost her leg and, and oh, you waste food. So, and like all these rich people. Right now it sounds like we're talking about a different film. It's a completely yeah, different yeah. film. It's a, it's a completely different <laughs> film than the trailer. So don't I I, dis, I would say disregard the trailer if you haven't seen this movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I in that sense I really like it. There's some parts in there where I'm like, ah, why is this in here? Right. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll go into the more details in the, in the spoiler. But you know, it's been 51 years since an Asian woman was nominated for best act. An Asian woman got a nomination in the Oscars. Mm-hmm. So she needs a nomination, and you know. She needs one more than, you know, Lady Bird's okay. It's a fine movie, but <laughs> she, what the, the scenes that she does and the complex emotion she, you know how hard it is. So she also, she's a Vietnamese immigrant. Her parents fled Vietnam like a lot of people did. She was part of the boat people and she was born in Thailand. Mm-hmm. So her parents were immigrants. She really grew up in that household. So she speaks perfectly good English. Now, let, let me ask you a little devil's advocate question here. Um, take the race out of it for a second. Mm-hmm. Do you think her performance uh, is worthy of a nomination for Oscars? Yes, absolutely, and here's why. Okay. What I was about to say um, was she's playing a character that English is not her s- first language. Right. And so her... When, whenever you're speaking a second language, like I speak a little Portuguese and I understand this because I've been in Brazil or speaking to, to, to Brazilians that only speak Portuguese and my, my <laughs> I'm just going noun, verb, noun, verb, noun, verb. You're not, there's no right. conjugation. You're just saying me hungry, me. Where, that's how I know how to speak Portuguese. So that's how she's conveying. So what she did as an actress, there's some scenes where all this emotion is being conveyed in her face and that's what a good screen actor does. Right. And she doesn't even have the use of words because her script is written. This is a good part. This is why I think it's actually good writing and it, the onus was put on the actress. She she can't give these long soliloquies about her emotional state because she doesn't have, she could do that in Vietnamese, but right. she can't do it in English. So she's trying to convey all these complex emotions that she's going through with a handful of English words and the actress conveyed these with her face and her eyes and her emotion, which is what a good film actor does. That's why to me, I was like, wow, that's solid acting. Mm-hmm. Because as we talked about in, you know, like Steve McQueen was, was very famous for, he would cut his dialogue in scenes because he was like, it's more about the facial expression in movies. Right. Uh, stage acting is more about the dialogue. That's a playwright's medium. Mm-hmm. So this is the filmmaker's medium. So w- what she, and and her arc, her relationship to Matt Damon, how it arcs, we see who she really is and why she cares and all this stuff. So to me, I was like, it was really amazing to see because uh, we don't get to see that in movies, at least in Western movies. We don't right. get to see this sort of mm-hmm. complexities in an Asian woman. So, well, I, I, It's interesting. I really felt like the... Um the weakness of the film was in the writing and the way it was put together. And uh, I was reading that the, this is the first film since Citizen Ruth that Alexander Payne has written that it's not based on a book. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that, like, he didn't have a template to go from. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think that's maybe where it kind of meandered or, you know, went on some tangents a little bit. 
Uh, I will say this, though. I want to mention this. So it was written by Alexander Payne and Jim Taylor. They're yes. sort of the partnership on the, mm. a lot of the films. I, I will say this, though. The production design was beautiful in this yep. film. Uh, absolutely, uh, you know, astonishing the way um, the effects were layered and the way, like, uh, it, it, w- it had almost like an amusement park feel mm-hmm. and a dollhouse feel, like all the different interesting uh, ways they put together the... Uh, the big and small worlds and the way they melded them. I thought that was really interesting. What was it cool. Leisureland? Leisureland, yeah. Well, that Leisureland's where you want to be. Like yeah. you know, they said all these small towns were, um, where these mini towns were cropping up. It was like, oh, that's where the best one is. And uh, you know, just the sales pitch and stuff. That's in the trailer with, uh, um, uh, you know, with with you, you've got all these. Uh, um, you know, almost like selling timeshare. Like, you know, you, yep. so you saw that stuff was being used like to sell, like, you know, well, this is your new life. You know, you, you, your money goes a lot farther, you know, basically because you're living in a dollhouse. But uh, it, it, so, I, you know, we'll go into more in the spoiler uh, app. But uh, I, I think ultimately I was, uh, I was let down by this movie, but I'm interested to see like uh, what you have to say about the rest of it when we get into the spoiler yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, the next movie we saw is uh, Coco. Now, this is actually, we got a couple tweets um, online saying, hey, did you guys see this? Yeah, did you guys see this? And uh, I finally got a chance to see it. I saw it with my kids. And um, I got to say, it's it's fantastic. It's you really know, Pixar. They just they just nailed it again. And it was it's one of those movies that um, the trailers deliberately don't give anything away, which is unusual for an animated movie because you've got to sell it to kids so there can't be a lot of ambiguity in the trailer but for the the coco trailer is like like what what's it about it's like okay it's day of the dead music that that's all i really know about it and going in that's all any of us knew about it so um the way what i really liked about it is uh it sets up you know you have a boy miguel who's um you know great i think it's great grandfather or great great grandfather like was a musician but then left and um you know left the great great grandmother and it goes into the aspects of like well you abandoned your family to pursue a music career and you know your family is the most important thing you know and we all make shoes so you're going to be a shoemaker and he's Mm -hmm. like no i want to be a musician like my family but uh, like you know my great grandfather so then you know the magic happens he gets transported into the day of the dead and he, he finds his relatives so but that's where it starts but the movie actually has some unexpected twists in it which i wasn't expecting which is which are really cool and if we do do a spoiler up on it well we can talk about them for sure but i will say this um pixar has another home run on their hands it was it was heartfelt it was funny uh, the it was beautifully uh, animated, and also you could see the progression of every Pixar animated film, the way just the characters move. Like we've come a, such a long way from Toy Story, the way humans move uh, in a in a Pixar animated film. But even just the um, progression from like to say The Incredibles to here is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like this one. Uh, but just the level, not just the level of detail, but the level of background detail where you could tell animators were just working on it for years and years. And it actually said this movie was in active production between 2011 and 2017. So it set the record for being the Pixar animated film with the longest production schedule. That's six years in active production. So I think that even might be more than Kubo. That was stop motion. So... 
um, you know, they they put like a lot of Easter eggs in it, which is cool. Like when Miguel is uh, walking down the street at the beginning of the movie, you can spot pinatas of some Pixar characters, Buzz Lightyear, Woody, and Mike Wazowski, uh, among others. But uh, and it also did very well in Mexico, as expected. It surpassed the Avengers as the country's highest grossing wow. film in Mexico. So, but here's here's what I want to say about this movie, especially because we're talking about diversity. We're talking about different cultures, and we're talking about um, opportunities for uh, more minority actors and actresses. This is what this movie did so well. Like, what Hollywood has a uh, a tendency to do is overcorrect. Like, all right, well, you want you want a diversity movie. All right, here's a Mexican movie. Like, like there's no thought or right. energy into it. It's like, well, here, you wanted a Mexican movie, but no, it has to be a good movie first. Mm-hmm. Like, the way Pixar created this movie with such care and craft is, um, yes, it's a, it's a Mexican cultural story about Day of the Dead, but that doesn't matter. The story is still about the relationships between people, and mm-hmm. that translates into any culture and any race and any society. Uh, just the backdrop happens to be um, the Mexican culture and Day of the Dead. So that's the way you do it. That's the way you do diversity. That's the way you do, um, and and you get more people to see your um, your product because it's like like if this was promoted as like oh this is a Mexican only story you're only going to like it if you're Hispanic. First of all, you're you're closing the tent to mm-hmm. an entire audience. Second of all, you're not opening up minds that might be interested, you know, to learn about other cultures. That's and, the key, I think. Yeah. Is that, that, that when you, it should be about learning about other cultures because yeah. that will bridge the gap of any exactly of any disparities of any racism. Is like right. let's if you just say different. The hell with you, or this group is separate, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, then it then it's. It, it's not the way to go. No. And this movie like did such an amazing job of like showing that like look, we're all the same. We're all people. We all have the same relationships. We all have the same uh, family bonds. You know, we're just showing it in the context of um, the Hispanic culture of Day of the Dead. So I thought it was fantastic. Oh, it was a cool. really really fun movie. Excellent. Um, I saw I Tanya. Yes. And this is. <laughs> We were both excited to see this movie. I really liked it. I mean, mm-hmm. Margot Robbie does a very good job. Uh, and Allison Janney is, you know, as to be expected, is amazing. Um, it, like, let me let me bring up some stuff here. So it was directed by um, Craig Gillespie. And Craig Gillespie <clears throat> has done, here's some of the films that Craig Gillespie has done. He's done The Finest Hours, Million Dollar Arm, Fright Night. So it's not like... He did Fright Night? Yeah. Lars and the Real Girl, okay. Mr. Woodcock. So it's mm-hmm. not like he comes from some sort of Oscar lineage yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, cinema pedigree. No, he, <laughs> he does not. But uh, this movie, at first, you know, like the trailer, I'm like, oh, why is it? I don't know. I hope it's not too wacky. It's not too silly. It's based on actual interviews with these folks. And these people say crazy shit. Right. These people I are, remember. are characters. Yeah. And they're not- Even tr- their names are characters. Yeah. Like with Jeff Galula, that sounds like a made up name. Yeah. <laughs> and the one guy who's like, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a covert op spy. And it's like, there's no knowledge of you. We have no record of you doing it anywhere. 
well, that's because I'm covert. Like you just, you're <laughs> del- you're nuts. There's a scene in the trailer and it's in the movie they reference and it's sort of what the, and, and the filmmaker I thought did a very interesting job. I think Craig Gillespie did a good job of taking. With his cinema pedigree. With his cinema pedigree <laughs> of um, showing the people being interviewed um, more in modern day times. I think the interviews were, were there. Um, this is, I'm going to look at this. This is not Alice and Janie's interview, but uh, I forget when these interviews happened, but they happened a good 10, 15 years after the incident went down. And it's sort of interviewing Tanya, her mom, uh, Jeff Galuli, and the other moron. Uh, <laughs> um, and like it's this is in the trailer. So Allison Janie, there's a scene where she's got a bird on her shoulder, mm-hmm. and you're thinking, well, this is bullshit. Nope. <laughs> they show the actual footage of the cra- mom with a crazy bur- parakeet on her shoulder and this Peter Tork haircut, chain smoking, going, I made her tough. You know. Mm-hmm. And, and, they are in Portland, aren't they? Or Oregon? Yeah, so yeah, they're in Oregon. So they're, they're they're a little out there. Yeah, they're a little <laughs> they're a little out there in rural Oregon where there's some wing nuttery mm-hmm. out there. So really what the what the the filmmaker did and and, and obviously uh, it was written by let me let me look at the the screenwriter uh, Stephen Rogers um, took took these interviews, these transcripts from these interviews and then the news events and all right, we're going to just piece these together. These are what these people said happened. So we're right. going to reenact this stuff and we're going to show you what went down. And it's so crazy. Some of it is just so crazy that it's funny. Some of it is really sad. And and I came away with sort of like Tanya Harding's a tragic figure. Mm-hmm. I don't think she knew about this. Um, I think she was like, yeah, you guys, whatever. Like there was, they were going to just call in a death. Somebody called in a death threat to Tanya Harding to try to rattle her. And, and, and one you of mean the, Nancy Kerrigan, um, no, somebody called in a oh, death threat to, to, to Tanya Harding. Harding oh, okay. And they went, wow, we should do that to Nancy Kerrigan. Got it. They okay. had the idea. Mm-hmm. So they went, and then and then in there, these guys, these series of idiots that they kept hiring then just decided to hit her in the knee and Tanya had nothing <laughs> to do with it. So, you know, in my opinion, it's like she, um, no, Siri, don't talk to me. I wasn't talking to you. Um, uh you know, she was she she was the best skater in the world for a while. And all these and she's sort of a tragic figure. She had this really awful abusive mom. Her dad split. So of course at age fifteen she's gonna start dating an abusive dude and she's abusive. <laughs> He's abusive. Um and w- there was no real guidance in there except maybe her coach. And then was a victim of all of this crap. I mean, she wasn't innocent, but like, where was she taught how to act? Not that, I mean, I'm not excusing some of her behavior. She's an adult, but like, there's some crazy shit that, that just like, how is she, you know, supposed to operate? And so, it, but it's really well acted and well directed. I really like the movie. I think some nominations might come out. I think Alice mm-hmm. and Janie should get one for sure. Um, so, what were you going to say? The screenwriter, um, sorry, the screenwriter previously had done Hope Floats, mm. Stepmom, 
Kate and Leopold, which is the closest thing to a comedy. P.S. I love you. And love the Coopers. So not like. Was this was this movie particularly fun? I mean, the trailer it's, is very funny. So. Well, it is, but it's again. I don't think the screenwriter was writing jokes. Oh, okay. I think he was sort of saying, "I'm going to just show you what these people said and did, and right. some of it's going to be fun." I mean, they sort of the director kind of shot it in ways, but but I don't know. And this isn't a slam. I I don't think it's a full on. I don't think you can call it a full on comedy, because. There's just like, you got to watch this. It's so crazy, it'll make you laugh. But it's it's kind of, I don't know, the, the crazy analogy, if you ever heard those old audio tapes of those two old guys like that would argue. Remember? Shut, shut up, little man. Yeah, shut up, little man. <laughs> yeah. And when you first heard them, they were like hilarious because these, and then when you really start listening deep, it's like really becomes sad and awful that these two guys have this awful life and treat each other this way. It's kind of like that. Mm. They say and do all these, and 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 they there's some disputable stuff. I never said that. I never did this. So who knows? And we'll never know. But like, you know, it's it is really like some of this stuff. This I don't know. They it's 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 an interesting. I'm glad the director didn't go too jokey with it. I'm glad the screenwriter didn't go too jokey because it's it's sort of like it's funny enough on its own just the absurdity of this. So the tone was okay. I thought so. Some people mm. might not like the tone, but the t- for me the tone was was good. Was it pretty Coheny? Cohen Brothers ish? Cuz that's what the trailer plays as well. So The trailer play the trailer plays it a little bit Cohen Brothers any, but it's It like, definitely had we, that feel from the trailer. Yeah, when we saw the trailer uh, we co- I compared it to an episode of like Fargo or or the movie Fargo itself. So, it's kind of like that in yeah. the sense that if the Cohen brothers were to take an actual event that's this absurd and show it to you, I mean every Cohen brothers movie, even the most like No Country for Old Men, even the most brutal, have kind of quirky, funny moments in them. Mm-hmm. So there's some awful shit in this film, and you know. That's brutal, but then there's some quirky moments in it as well. Yeah, mm. I mean, yeah, that is that is a decent assertion of it. I think I'd say it's sort of Cohen Cohen Brothers esque. So, I mean, that's a compliment. It is so, absolutely yeah. a compliment. They're great filmmakers. Yeah. I think this is a good movie. I think it's worth watching. My only fear is that will the Academy disregard it because it's a they think it's a comedy because they always look their nose down at comedies. Will they just go, oh, it's a comedy? It doesn't count. Right. Which it should, because it's not a. I mean, it's it's a dramatic story that has funny moments in it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's a good film. Mm-hmm. So I saw Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle. Why? Uh, why did you do I, this? I will tell you why. It wasn't by. Uh, it wasn't by choice. Oh, so, the kids wanted to uh, see. It. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> even then, uh, it was a second choice. We were um, we were on vacation for a few days over the holidays. So uh, we wanted to go see, uh, we were in a small town, wanted to go see a movie. So we went, the mall was the only place you could go to the movie theater. It was, I think it was like a Regal. And uh, we wanted to see Coco. So we got there, what we thought was in enough time to get tickets and go see Coco. Um, apparently, and I will say this, if my experience at this movie theater was typical, I would never go to the movies again. I think <laughs> this, it was so bad. We get there, we get in the mall. 
And it's Saturday night. You figure, well, maybe as a, it's a pretty big movie theater night, maybe there should be some staff on. No. The uh, line to get tickets was all the way down the aisles of the mall, over 50 people in line and two cashiers. <laughs> so There was no touch screens uh, yeah, anywhere? Yeah, there was nothing. There was nothing. And uh, it was it was so funny that we just started laughing. I'm like, what is this? This looks like it's 10, 15 years ago to get movie tickets. And also, you've got all these closed windows, like at a bank. Like, you know, you've got two tellers, and then you've got all these empty windows that they Saturday can put night staff on. Saturday night is not a big night for movie No, goers. no, people don't, go, people don't go to see movies on Saturday night. This is so. what you get for going to see a movie in Mayberry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we wanted to go see Coco. So, but since we had to wait in line for over 20 minutes, close to 30 minutes to get tickets, uh, we had to see the next movie coming down the pike which was Midnight Jumanji Cowboy. yes <laughs> which, which was Blade Runner so there was no so, app that you could have bought these tickets so on either it was um, yeah it was it was it was ridiculous so I mean I, I'm sure I could have at that point I probably should have to but at that point we're like alright well we're here let's just we'll at that point you should have watched a movie on your yeah, phone yeah we should have watched a movie on the phone <laughs> so so uh <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was also one of those buttons where you tried to get it on Fandango. This this theater does not have tickets on Fandango. Oh, you know, one of those. Great. Uh, so so we get into Jumanji, and uh, you know, no assigned seating. So we try to sit place. Oh no, these seats are st- saved. Like you know, so you have to move around to try to find you know find four seats together. Isn't it seem and, barbaric? <laughs> That's yeah, how we went yeah. to the movies our right. entire lives yeah, exactly. up until about five ten years ago. Yeah, and now it seems like I can't go back. I can't go back to the way we, we used to watch movies. So, and, and it's full of uh, people talking and families. Now, granted, it's a kid's movie, so I expect kids to be there. However, you don't expect kids to be running up and down the aisles for an hour and a half. But that's what it was. It looked like, you know, remember that? It, it looked like a scene from The Muppets. It really did. <laughs> from just popcorn being thrown and just people, you know, kids running around all the time, people talking. Like, it, it was like, okay, if it, I know we get spoiled being in L.A., you know, seeing movies and nice theaters and assigned seats and stuff. But this was, like, ridiculous. Like, I wouldn't go to the movies again. I can see why people don't go to the right. movies because that's the experience. It's awful. Yeah, so you sit there mm-hmm. and go, man... We could have just um, bought a movie online, right. watched it on our flat screen, ordered food or pizza or whatever. Right. You know, we could have just yeah. had that night. Paused it when we wanted. You know, we don't have to worry about people talking or walking in front of us or up yeah. and down the aisles constantly. You know, there's a baby crying. There's a, there's a, a toddler yelling. They're running up and down and and uh, <laughs> but the you know but the parents don't care. They don't even take the kids out. They just they just literally let them cry through the entire film. So, but here's the thing. Even in that mindset, this movie, I, I will, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it was better than I thought it would be. <laughs> you did uh, they serve alcohol, Chris? Yeah, at yeah. this, were you just and, like uh, I? You had a couple pops after that experience. Yeah, of getting the I was tickets? like, you know what? At this point, it's been such a horrible experience. What could possibly make it any worse? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, get my yeah. buzz on, and yeah, I'm gonna have fun watching this dumb yeah, movie. This dumb movie. Now, this movie was really, really. Uh, uh, let's use the word thin. There was not. There's not a lot to this movie, but I will say this. No, there wasn't a heavy message. No, it not wasn't a, there was oh. not. There's not a plot. I mean, the the plot is in the trailer. You know, they go into the jungle. It's nice to see Guns N' Roses get a little bit of royalties for their song. Sure. Uh, so yeah, they haven't made any money in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's nice I'm to see sure them get paid. Up. 
Uh, so the um, the whole premise of this movie is, you know, it's Jumanji, it's the game, it's, you know, they get zapped into the game and they're in the jungle and, you know, they have to go on an adventure and it's a, it's a classic setup for a kid's movie. I say a kid's movie, not a family movie. It's not like Coco where it's funny, heartfelt, interesting and does something different. This was by the numbers, by the books, made by a studio, made by a marketing department to say kids are going to enjoy this film and here's the beats, the beats and the points that we're going to uh, make because it is, it is making money. Um, it's the same director that did Bad Teacher and Sex Tape. Yeah, really? <laughs> yep, he's directed episodes of New Girl. Yeah. yeah well, the oh. one thing he uh, he was very smart on, the film's African jungle setting was shot in Hawaii, so everyone got to go to Hawaii. Good so, for you. So it really looked like everyone was in a good mood for uh, from we watching the- We need to the, write uh, a jungle the, script yeah, and really shoot do. it in Hawaii. And um, shoot it like January through March. Yes, exactly. And make sure it's a three-month shoot. Yeah. So here, here's... I do the post production there. Yes. So we're there. Yeah. In yeah. <laughs> Frank Pulaski, he's there. Yeah. 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 Maybe we'll work out our Frank studio. Pre production so, starts in late. So so let's just go so, Thanksgiving to Easter. Yeah. Let's just call it. Sound sounds good to me. But uh, now I, I will say this: it's you know the thing about you know watching The Rock is no matter how ridiculous or, or mediocre the film is, he's always fun to watch. Right. He's fun to watch, but you know you also add like Kevin Hart. Jack Black, they all look like they were having like a really good time. And the reason is, is because they're all playing teenagers. Like as the teenagers get zapped right, into the right. movie, uh, into the video game, you know, they, they become those characters, but they are still playing teenagers. So you could tell that they were having fun. Um, and you, you could tell that they were actually kind of enjoying the scenes and playing off each other. So there was a little bit um, more uh, kind of charm to this movie than I thought there would be, and it was solely because of the talent involved. Like oh. if you would if you would have cast different people in those roles, nobody would have given a shit. The movie would have been a bomb for sure. Like the other thing that was smart is uh, they cast Nick Jonas as uh, Seaplane McDonough, um, and because it's a kids movie, you know he was a big. Disney star. So mm-hmm. you've got all these ways to get families into the movie theater. Mm-hmm. You've got, you know, all right, um, kids and adults like The Rock. The, the the parents also like Kevin Hart. They're probably fans of his comedy. You've got Jack Black, who, who does both kid and adult stuff. And you, you also have uh, now, you know, a, a Disney Channel star. So right. so it was it, from from a marketing perspective, it was money in the bank. So, but it did, uh, the charm of this film was not the story, was not the effects, was not um, the premise, it wasn't any of those things. It was the, um, the way that the lead characters played as teenagers and played off each other. So oh, there was right. a little bit of charm to it for sure. And it was, um, it was, it was kind of a fun I, kids movie. I, like it's one of those things, like if you see on an airplane, like and if you have a child, <laughs> you would enjoy it. Like I don't know, as an adult, I don't know how many like uh, like it's not like a Pixar movie where you know you see a bunch of adults go right. on their own. Where right. this one really seemed like it was just families. Oh, that's the thing. I mean, look, The Rock, Kevin Hart, and and Jack Black are all really good entertainers, and yes. when they're in the right thing, right, they can they they can be in some bad stuff, and, and but they when, have been, but they have been, <laughs> but they're when they're in the right stuff. I mean. The oh. Rock is he's he's an entertaining movie star. There's right. just no two ways about it. Mm-hmm. He's he's good at that. He's good at being this funny guy or this right. badass or 
and so, they and they played it like against each other's character. Like Kevin Hart, you know, he was the big jock that you know all of a sudden he's like, you know, he's like, I where's the other half of me, you know? Right. And you know, the nerdy guy becomes the rock. So to see them play, and uh, Jack Black is a teenage girl. So, you know, for them to play off each other, it was actually kind of fun. All right. So um, so I was pleasantly surprised uh, because I think my expectations were so low for this film. So, no. so if you have kids, it's 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 a, it's a good kids movie. It will definitely entertain them for sure. All right. All right. Let's do it. We have an ad read, my friend. Yeah. 2018 yeah, ad 2018 read. first one. And I think it's appropriate that it's HelloFresh. It is. HelloFresh is, um, is like our them. sponsors. Yeah, they're they're great. Like we we get the deliveries every single week, which I love is that um, we have the family plan. There's different plans. There's family, veggie, and classic, and uh, it's a wide variety of chef curated recipes that change weekly. The other thing I like too is that um, you know some of the recipes are really good that they actually kind of repeat. So, mm-hmm. like, you could actually get, like, a, um, a recipe that you really liked. Like, it'll come back, like, a, like in a couple months, so you could pick it. Or if there's one that you missed, you know, you could try what are your again. What are your guys, what are the Mancini favorites? I, I'll tell you, they have a, uh, a pork burger that's, like, a pork luau burger that's, like, pork and pineapple. It's amazing. It's really good. And then they have, like, a one-pot tortellini bake that's really good. Oh, I got uh, that once. That baked yeah. tortellini, oh my God. So good. I've never mm-hmm. spent the time when I make pasta to like, mm-hmm. I'm never going to bake it. But then when I got the HelloFresh that had that, I was like, all right. right. And I was like, what have I been doing my whole yeah. life? Yeah. <laughs> baking my pasta. And it's, it was a vegetarian one too. Yeah, it was really good. Why am I living a lie? Yeah. <laughs> so you can choose your delivery day. You can pause the account for weeks at a time. You know, all the ingredients come pre-measured. It gets delivered right to your door in recyclable, insulated packaging, so it's not going to get. It's going to get to you fresh. As it's, a, it will show up. Yes. Hello, fresh. It will indeed. And uh, but you know, like we said, we're not going to let you pay full price. Not we're not for animals, fresh. guys. We're not no. going to start, start out 2018 with a full price thing. No. Yeah. That, we, I'm in, I'm insane. buying a house. I can't afford food anymore. Exactly. So right. you need the coupon code. You need the yes. coupon code. Yeah, get for thirty dollars off your first week of HelloFresh. Visit HelloFresh.com and enter Comedy Film Nerds thirty. For thirty dollars off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter Comedy Film Nerds thirty. And one of the things too that I really like is they have. Uh, so Aaron, do that since you and your yes. wife can't go out to eat anymore now that you have a house payment. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to be what's called house poor. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. can't uh, buy groceries. Can't so just bring it all to me. Just bring. Yes. <laughs> And now you get property taxes, too. And with the new tax code, you don't get the benefits that you once did. Yeah, you bought the house right at the exact right time. I mean, we shot for earlier. Yes. (laughs) Didn't quite work out. That's a cool thing for Chris to say. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nice work. Way to go, Bell. Yeah, Yeah, you're going to be paying extra money. Uh, (laughs) Hey, Chris, you want to bring up my foreclosure while we're at it? Well, if it was up to Trump, he would have taken it quicker. He would have taken a long time <laughs> yeah. ago. Uh, so one of the things I wanted to add, too, is the uh, you won't spend all night in the kitchen because the recipes only take about 30 minutes, and there's a lot of one-pot recipes uh, for minimal uh, cleanup. So that is HelloFresh.com. That's but, good. It doesn't take as much time because I need that time for my other jobs that I'm going to have to get. Well, yeah. part of the time <laughs> that it saves you is – It'll it'll pack every little specific ingredient that you yeah. need that would be like you'd start making this if you're trying to make this on your own, you'd be like, Oh, we forgot the 
Yeah. The this, this spice thick, exactly. or the this yeah. thing. and ugh. The coriander. Yeah, exactly. Some weird thing I would <laughs> that never you can't, buy. Or you can't find. Yeah, yeah. I can't spell it. Mm. I don't know what even coriander is. Yes. <laughs> I don't know where it comes from. A coriander? <laughs> coriander bush. Coriander farm? <laughs> a stream yeah, of coriander? Yeah, is it a, a liquid? It's a root. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then there's no waste afterwards. It's exactly what you need. Okay. Not more. I'm in. It's so... Awesome. So the other thing we want to do now is we have some Patreon sponsors. Oh. Uh, this is at the $50 level. You get your um, you get your product mentioned every single show. Uh, we have FrightfullyUninformed.com, a podcast that watches mostly classic horror movies to figure out horror movie fandom. And we have a new one from Johnny Ruline called uh, a book called Green Cheek, A Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. And it's available on Amazon and both digital and hard copy. It's an experimental stream of consciousness novel which follows the exploits of the nurse of the muse, Calliope, and her immortal lover, T.S., on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. That's facebook.com slash happy horror show productions. Frightfullyuninformed.com and facebook.com slash happy horror show productions, guys. It's a great way to support the show. If you support the Patreon backers, uh, then they will keep Spending money, so, yes, supporting us. Yeah, and if you have a small little business or a product or something you want to push, yeah, we're happy to, to help. Go to Patreon.com/slash Comedy Film Nerds. So, and we now we saw some trailers. We saw Paddington Two. Now, oh, I, I will say this. Chris. Now, Graham, this isn't for you. This movie. I know. Why yeah. do I? Yeah. Why do I have to keep watching these things? How come we haven't I, watched Blade of the Immortal? Yeah, yet? <laughs> we should. We should have watched Blade of the it's Immortal. It's fantastic. I've watched the trailer like three or four times just so. at home. So we'll put that on for next week. Okay. Blade of the Immortal. <laughs> Blade that's, the that's Immortal. That's fair. Uh, Even though now, I don't think it's available anywhere. We'll still watch it. <laughs> uh, so Paddington 2, I, I have to say, I really enjoyed the first one. And again, it's another great kids movie, but it's also has a lot of charm. Got Nicole Kidman was so funny and so uh, good in the last one. Uh, because again, it all boils down to when you're in these kind of kids' movies, are you enjoying yourself? Are you having fun as an actor? Right. And uh, you could tell Nicole Kidman loved playing a villain after a cartoon bear. <laughs> so, and I think we've got that uh, same thing with, uh, um, with what's his name? Hugh. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Yay. Yeah, same thing. So he looks uh, like he's having a blast. He does. So. He does have like he's having a lot of fun. So now let's get to the next trailer. Bright. There's been a bunch of trailers for this film on Netflix. We're going to talk about this movie next week. And I will say this. I'm the target audience for this film. <laughs> uh, I love Will Smith. I love uh, I, I actually really enjoy cop uh, movies. I and I love fantasy. So I'm like, all right, swords, orcs, elves, I'm there. You're like, shut up and give me my <laughs> take my money. I'm I'm there. Just however, <laughs> this trailer uh made me hate all of those things. <laughs> Somebody went alienation meets Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah, it really it, it's it, end of watch. It meets <laughs> end of watch. And, and it just it feels like everything's thrown together in this weird um you know, mixing bowl, and then the person mixing it is taking it far too seriously. It's you like, mean the guy gonna... that directed Suicide Squad? Yeah, isn't didn't, that weird? Didn't Who, step uh, up? Yeah, that's weird oh. that, uh, you know, he um, uh, he didn't get better per movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll so. say this. I'm, I, I, I'm always... I always applaud Netflix for doing these this new innovative style. Like, this movie is in theaters, and it's available... 
I don't. This movie is only on Netflix. Only this, on Netflix. This one never made its oh, movie okay. theaters. Yeah, this one was deliberately where Netflix is like, nope, we're doubling down. We're throwing all the money at this movie. And we're getting Will Smith, and it's only going to be on Netflix. So they, didn't, they didn't do the qualifying Oscar run. <laughs> no, they they did not do the qualifying Oscar run for this. Not even for for an effects award. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting, I, and I applaud Netflix for doing this. Like, we're going to make a big blockbuster action sci-fi, you know, movie. Yep. And only have it on our platform, which is cool, and have big stars and all that stuff. But... You know, sometimes you can applaud the idea and not the execution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially when you look at everything that the movie could have been. Yeah. But we'll get into it next Like time. communism. Yes. It's a great idea. Everybody gets the same things. <laughs> it's just as important a story as Beasts of No Nation, guys. Yeah. It's just as important. Just as important of a story. Absolutely. Yeah. Sitting on the same themes. It's You know, it really is. The metaphors are there. You just got to dig for them. Yeah. So, um, okay. Now, we were going to talk about Golden Globes, but we're going to save that for the Patreon subscribers. Special app at the Patreon level, $5 mm-hmm. and up, guys. If you want to listen to it, go to the Patreon. Yep, and that'll uh, we're going to record it today, so that should be up in, uh, what, a couple days? A couple days. A couple days. Okay. All right, and on DVD and Blu-ray, it's actually a um, solid, wide and varied. Uh, it, which uh, I thoroughly enjoyed, I thought it was, uh, and I think that I enjoyed it very much because it was it had real Stranger Things vibe to it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. If yeah. you didn't get a chance to see it, please mm. see it. Check it's, it out it's, for it's sure. Worth watching for sure. Uh, the next movie is The Foreigner. Now, The Foreigner is another movie that I enjoyed far more than I thought it would. I thought it would mm-hmm. be a lot. Uh, let me use the word dumber. But it wasn't. It Before was. It was yeah. I, we both liked it. I yeah. Mean, I, it was really the themes in it, and and and. It was a kind of a Jackie Chan we hadn't seen before. Usually he's more animated and kind of silly right. and kind of a wise ass, which that's that's great. That's it, what Jackie Chan does, but he was more sol- sullen. It and, was also good to see him playing his age. Like, yeah. you know, and they, they comment is like, well, he's an old Chinaman. You yeah. Know, when he's kicking your ass. Yeah, he's <laughs> kicking your ass. Um, and My Little Pony, the movie. So you have, there's something for everyone on DVD and Blu ray. So uh, one of the things we want to talk about too on the site spotlight. Uh, Earbuds is now available on Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can now stream it for free. Yeah, and if you got Amazon Prime, you can also watch uh, Lafghanistan. Mm-hmm. It's available on Amazon Prime. And w- Sounds like a, a good double feature to me, Graham. Look at that. Earbuds Lafghanistan. Instead of going to uh, you know the movie theaters on Saturday and waiting in line for 30 minutes. Just have uh, three hours yeah, of yeah. Uh, mind nonsense. <laughs> See my various hairstyles? Yeah. <laughs> Go through the uh, the different timelines of your hair. <laughs> <laughs> See what my hair looked like back in 2004, yeah. 2005? So uh, definitely check that out. The other thing, if you guys, um, if you do check it out on Amazon Prime, um, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review, uh, that always helps too. It helps the tracking and all of those things uh, definitely help. Uh, keep it uh, live and active in the uh, algorithms to keep uh, it like you may also like. Um, and I wanted to, uh, we uh, fan feedback. There's a great comment here from Terry Lovell on the YouTube page. Uh, please go to YouTube, subscribe, guys. That's a great free way to support the show. Likes and subscribes helps the YouTube algorithm. You can watch little clips of the movies we talk about on this show. It was the Disaster Artist spoiler rep. And uh, Terry Lovell writes, I was waiting to listen to this episode until I finally saw the disaster artist wanted to supply some info that you might not be aware. Surprise, no one on the show knew Jason uh, Mantzuka's name. He played Peter opposite Hannibal Burris as the film equipment salesman. Oh, wow. Who knew that? Mm. Um, 
Ari Grainer, uh, who played Lisa, is not a stand-up, but plays one on Showtime's I'm Dying Up Here. Maybe the clips Rosie saw are from that show, or Ari did a few sets for research. Side note, the film A Soldier Story was shot in my hometown of Fort Smith, Arkansas. Well, all right. look at you, Terry Lovell. Thank you so much for Thanks putting that. Thanks for the up. info. So we, good to hear that. On the, uh, I go to the uh, YouTube page, leave a comment, we might read it. We That's what we always say, too. Like you know, We don't necessarily have a dedicated fact-checker on the show. We have a few thousand of them listening. <laughs> so it's uh, it's great to get that extra information for sure. Thank you, Terry. Yeah. Thanks uh, for not leaving a heinous YouTube comment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's nice that our all our social medias are civil. So uh, there's really... some asshole things people put here. For, um, some other things I just didn't read them. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> well, they... the real fans are civil. Did yeah. they say point of order first? <laughs> and you can kind of say whatever you want. Yep. If you, <laughs> if, as long as you say point of order, and I love the show, then yeah. you can just rail into us. <laughs> love the show, longtime fan. Point of order. You guys are awful. <laughs> so um, okay, and then premiering this week, and like I said, Paddington Two uh, is coming out that. You know, it looks like a again a good kids movie. If you have younger kids, you're you'll uh, you'll be in the movie theater this weekend. Uh, the commuter. This is the uh, taken on a taken uh, <laughs> uh, on, on a train. Yeah, I will not be taken on a train. I will not be taken <laughs> on a plane. I will say this though. I saw like there's a new trailer. I'm like, oh, it looks like he gets off the train at one point. Vera Farminga plays yeah. a mean cryptic spy lady. Yeah, like it becomes his handler or something. Mm. Something weird happens, but. Uh, uh, either way, it's like it's so ridiculous, but it's Liam Neeson. I kind of want to see it. Yeah. And now we've got Proud Mary, which is mm-hmm. uh, been waiting for this one. This is her um, taken. This is her taken. Everyone's mm-hmm. every actor and actress is like, I want my own taken. So this is yes. Taraji uh, P Henson. Taraji P Henson's. She said, I want a taken. She gets one. Yep. The trailer's just guns and lipstick and boots and just yep. kicking ass and uh-huh. blowing things up. So I'm I'm in. Yep. I so mean, you, the, you can't go wrong. I want who else? This might be a fun thing. Maybe we'll put this on the Patreon. But who? What other actors would you like to see get their own taken? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put this. We'll put this uh, poll on the on the mm-hmm. on the Patreon page, and you guys can vote. I'd like to see. I'm trying to think right now who I who I'd want to see get a taken. Uh, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Oh, oh my God, that would be great. I would She's love been to see pushed too get, far. Getting a taken. That would be awesome. <laughs> Who gets a taken? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks gets a taken. Hasn't he though? He kind of had a road to perdition. Oh, well, that's true. Mean. Like we need someone yeah. that's never because Liam Neeson sort of did action, but he was mm-hmm. never. He was never like a big action star. No, mm-hmm. like does Steve Martin get one? Yeah. <laughs> what about like Tobey Maguire? Tobey oh, Maguire. That's right. a good choice. How yeah. about um. Does Oprah get one? Does Oprah get it taken? I know she's trying to run for president, which mm-hmm. is a horrible idea. We don't need a rich TV celebrity in the White House, guys. It's, it hasn't worked. Yeah. Well, yeah, but maybe the second time it might. No, no, third time, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> third time. It would be the third time. Um, but uh, I don't know. Martin Lawrence, is he due for one? <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. Big Mama's taken. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, well, you just gave. <laughs> <laughs> gave the marketing department something to chew on. Um, All right. Well, that's our that show, our everybody. Show. How about it? That was good business. First show back in 2018. Yep. 
Um, we're happy we'll, to be back. We're going to be doing, a, you know, as we'll, we said in the thank you episode, more stuff. And we'll be rescheduling John Reap. Hopefully John Reap, thoughts and prayers to the stuff in his garage. Yes. Everybody. And, uh, you know, we'll be banging out a couple spoiler reps a month. We're going to put more content on the Patreon. Um, yes. So... And we're looking to to make some some make some feature films this year too. Make some more feature films. Working on those as well. Everything's in development. And of course, the FNX First Nations comedy experience that I'm directing. We were going to be shooting 12 episodes in the next 14 weeks, starting uh, every Sunday, with two exceptions, starting January 14th. So we'll do the 14th, 21st, and 28th of January. Uh, we've got amazing com- comics. It's the first ever Native American TV series. So you're supporting something that's never happened before. You're giving Native American comics a voice. Um, and uh, we're celebrating a lot of like uh, comics, like world indigenous people. We're going to have uh, James Mane on the show. Um, oh, I remember James. Yeah, from yeah. Uh, the Hawaii. Be- from Oahu, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that'll be the first time, if I'm not mistake- mistaken, a Samoan comedian will perform on TV in America. Really? Nice. Yep. So pretty, our show is a huge. bunch of firsts. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. They've done it, I think. There's some Samoan comics down in New Zealand, mm-hmm. but uh, to my knowledge, they've never done stand-up comedy on television in America. I could be wrong, but I have I have no knowledge of this. James had no knowledge of this. So we're making a lot Google of history. Google has no knowledge of it. Google has no <laughs> knowledge of it. So we're making a lot of history, you guys. So if you just go to GrahamElwood.com, you can get uh, the link to the website, which is fnx.org slash comedy, mm-hmm. and you can buy tickets. The tickets are tax deductible because uh, FNX is a non-for-profit. So you're supporting Native American arts. It's a great, fun show. It's a blast. And it's not some like four-hour TV taping. I get you in and out of there pretty quick. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a blast. Come on out to San Bernardino any one of these Sundays, and you're going to see a great show. And it's... um, it's my first ever TV directing gig, so it's a cool it's a cool thing you're you're going to be a part of. I'm already starting to post. If you go to my uh, Facebook and my YouTube page, um, I'll put it on the Comedy Film Nerds page as well. Is uh, the, we put together some little promo clips from the footage we shot the first one that had Jim Rule, Mark Yaffe, uh, Laura House, who's been on the show, and uh, Sheila Shalaki. Um, so check it out. Check it out, you guys. Thanks for supporting the show. Um, and uh, if you are going to buy some stuff through Amazon, use our... Um... Oh, yeah. We forgot to mention that. Use our affiliate link. We have an affiliate uh, button on the Comedy Film Nerds homepage. So if you're going to be buying stuff on Amazon anyway, click through us. The other thing you could do is click through us and then bookmark it. So this time, every time you go to Amazon, you're using our affiliate uh, link without even uh, worrying about it. It's a free way to support the show. If you're going to buy mm-hmm. stuff on Amazon, why not use our link and then we get a little taste? Yep. So it all works out. So, you know, buy a car or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buy buy something of, expensive. Buy a car a month. <laughs> um, uh, so that's our show. Thank you so much to Aaron Brungard on the ones and twos. Yes, sir. Uh, Br- Congratulations on the house. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, get ready to Airbnb one of the rooms. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome anytime, Greg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, thank you to everybody at the ATC. Happy New Year, folks. We're going to have another fun year in 2018. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember Han, Han shot first. first.